Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Shang Mom, welcome back to another episode. And today we're talking about why you should keep a food diary even if you are not ready to macro count. And you might be thinking, well, it's gonna be such a hassle to keep a food diary. I don't wanna do that. That's frustrating, it's overwhelming. Uh, It's just gonna be a hassle. And I want to begin this whole conversation with this first is studies show that just keeping a food diary doubles your weight loss. So there was a study in 2008 funded by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood uh, Institute at the National Institute of Health, and they did a study with 1,700 participants that showed that keeping a food diary can double a person's weight loss. So those who kept a daily food diary or record lost twice as much weight as those who kept no record. And that is because there weren't macro counting or doing anything. All they had to do was record their food. And I know I have a big hint or hunch of why I think this is the case. And the being in the whole point is keeping a food diary makes you become aware. It makes you become aware of how you eat and how much you are eating. And this is really important, guys, because awareness of anything is the first step to change. If you're not aware of a problem or what's going on, how are you going to change something you're not aware of, right? And so food is so habitual. We do it every day and we are creatures of habit. So you have a lot of food habits that you don't even realize because they're an autopilot and you're just doing this day in and day out. And this has just become your normal routine. So once you keep a food diary, guess what? All that's going to be shut into light, right? Now we're going to start seeing what are the issues? What are the things that are probably keeping you? And I'm going to let's talk about some of those things that you're probably going to uncover. And the reason why I know this is when I do nutrition consults, before I even do, we we go into the macro counting, you know, the custom macros or any of those little, like, you know, more of the detailed things, I ask them, what did you think about keeping a food diary? Because most people have never kept a food diary before, and I always get that it was, it surprised them. Something about what happened surprise them. And it was simply because now they had the awareness piece. Now they got to see it. And a lot of it has to do with they start to notice these little patterns in their eating. They have these little habits, whether that is like you have to have something sweet after you uh, eat, you know, Um, you're eating the same things at the same time. Maybe you're skipping the same meals. Um, Just these little things that you are so used to doing day in and day out. And guess what? It's just become a habit. So doing a food diary is the first step to changing your eating habits, even if you don't ever plan a macro count. This is truly the first step. And 
one of the things that I found really interesting when I started keeping a food diary is then I started to really get into touch with what is the serving size? What, what does that look like on a plate? And then also like the calories and the macros. Now you don't have to really know like what your custom macros are or where your calories or anything like that should be. But I think all of us can, can look at something and be like, for instance, this is a good example for me is I have a thing with trail mix. <laughs> Me and trail mix, I can sit there and I can eat a ton of it. And it's just, and and really when you look at the serving size for trail mix, it's a pot, it's like, it's one fourth of a cup is usually the serving size. And it's like the little, like a little bit of like a little small freaking handful. Now you tell me, I don't know one person, <laughs> maybe you can prove me wrong, that a ser- that's a serving size for them when they eat trail mix. For me, it was, I used to have it at my desk at work and I would just get little handfuls here and there, here and there, here and there. Or now when I get it, I could just sit there and just eat like half a bag of it, right? Um, And so when I realized, when I started having, when I started tracking my food, not that I had to, because I almost said I had, when I had to start tracking, it's, I wanted to, because I wanted to learn about what I was eating. Um, When I started going through that process and I started seeing like, oh crap, like I'm overeating. Yes, I'm picking all these healthy food choices, but these are like calorie dense foods and it doesn't take much to overeat them. It doesn't take much to for it to turn into 500 calories, you know, of freaking nuts and trail mix and dried fruit and everything. So that was a big awareness piece for me. And I think it's very important, even if you are somebody that is like, well, I eat pretty healthy, right? Like I, I have this down, um, that you do take it a step further by actually looking at how much you're eating, especially if you are somebody that is eating healthy and you are not getting the results that you want. I've been in that position. It's very frustrating because when I was, I don't know about you, but when I was in that position, my mindset was I must need to eat cleaner. I need to eat healthier. I need to eat cleaner. And I was giving myself food disorders because I was having to try to eat better and better and better. And like, you know, that's what I really thought was going to get me the results that I wanted. And this is before I understood really how weight loss, body transformation, gaining muscle, how food plays a role in that. And it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be completely all healthy foods. Yeah, yes, it does make it easier, um, you know, when you're eating healthier to meet those macros, right? And to not feel like you're starving because junk food is high in, uh, you know, macros that we don't want to go over, right? Like the fats and the carbs. But it's um, it really was an eye-opener for me and helped me to understand and, and actually have a better relationship. It improved my relationship with food is what, I wanted to, what I'm trying to get at because then I could look at and I, it helped neutralize food for me and not see food so much as good and bad. And, and yes, there's unhealthy and there's healthy foods. That's, that's a given, right? But with it, if I'm trying to lose, even I'm trying to lose weight, and I'm trying to, you know, transform my body and gain muscle, I can allow some of those other foods in there. And I can see, for example, guys, I can pick out, I can go to the store and yogurt, okay? I can find yogurt that has more sugar than candy bars, 
okay, in a serving of yogurt. Not, I'm not talking like eating the whole thing of it. I'm talking like one serving of that yogurt is more than a Snickers bar. Um, and so when you start to be able to read food labels and it starts to kind of neutralize food for you, and this is perfect for somebody, I feel like if you have a disordered way of eating or you struggle with food, um, I think the, the whole thought is if I'm going to keep a food diary, it's going to make me worse, right? It's going to, I don't want to be obsessed with what I'm eating. I don't want, and yes, we could take it in that direction. But what I am suggesting you do when you keep this food diary is to be so objective. Like don't, do not judge yourself, right? You just eat, you log everything you eat and drink, um, no matter what it is. And it's just with an open mind. Think of it as you are doing an experiment and you are an observer, okay? And you need to take the emotion out of this and you need to be able to just you know, without judgment. And I know that's easier said than done, but it will be so helpful for you in the end to see that. And I also tell people when I do a nutrition consult with them, I because uh, that's one of the requirements is you have to keep a food diary for a week so I can see where you're at. Like, how can I help you if I don't even know where you're starting from, right? So I need to see how you're eating and how that translates into your calories, your proteins, your fats, and carbs, not only that, but also your eating habits. And um, I tell them, you know what, I want you to track and everything you eat, but I don't want you to change how you eat. I want to see really what has gotten you to where you are now, right? Because it's not going to help me if they're trying to um, impress me and try to eat like super healthy when that's not how they've been eating, right? I want to see what do we need to change up where you're at now. And so I want you to keep that in mind too, is don't change anything about what you're normally do and it's going to be hard too because now you're going to start becoming aware of food right you're going to start becoming aware of what you're doing you're like wow i didn't realize i was doing that i don't want to do that and so try to kind of take that 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 feeling of having to change out and just say okay i'm just an observer for this week and i'm going to write down these things that i'm observing and i'm coming across right so not only are you keeping track of food diary you should be writing like a physical diary like writing down or you can, I think you put notes, you can put notes on my fitness pal too. You know, I ha, I was bored and I ate out of boredom or I noticed that I have an issue when I'm angry, I eat or when I'm sad, like, you know, start linking those emotions, start linking those things, those habits, or, you know, every time I have this, I can't stop eating. It's hard for me to stop eating. Start, start figuring out what are your kryptonite trigger foods, right? Those things you cannot, like for me, like I've, like I said earlier was the trail mix. Um, so those things that you're tempting yourself in your house, you're not realizing that it's making you lose control, right? And that's kind of, it's basically setting you up for failure. And so you want to be able to start identifying those kinds of things because those are the big things that are going to move, right? I can give you your macros and those are great, right? We can have custom macros and we can have that. But if we're not changing how we're eating and our habits and we're not creating healthier habits, we're just going to push against willpower. We're just going to have to be using willpower the whole time. And that's not the whole point. We want If we want to create a lifestyle, we got to create these habits that make it an autopilot. So I want you to think about this. You have all these eating habits that are autopilot, right? Like this is, a lot of these are habits. How long do you think, like probably for your whole life, right? These habits have developed and this is what you've been doing. So I, that's why I tell women, like give yourself grace through this changing process. Like it's not gonna happen overnight, just like these habits, they developed over years. Right? I'm not saying it's gonna take years to change, but it's not gonna change in a week. It's probably not gonna change completely in a month. It's gonna take some time, but the beauty of it is when you have something like macro counting, you're trying to create a macro counting lifestyle, it's 
I tell women, this is the last night you'll ever do. Because, and it truly is because you actually learn what's in your food. It's not like a point system or this other middle, like this other system you have to learn. You're just going straight to the source and you're learning what's in your food and how it interacts with your body. And, that, and that's it. Like you don't, it, you will be able to read labels and know, right? And and so it takes out that, that other component is what I'm trying to say. So once you have this skill, you have a skill for life. This is, this is actually like, this is food education. And a lot of people don't see macro counting like that because we see macro counting as something that bodybuilders do and fitness models. And yes, of course they use it. The most fittest, the best looking people on earth, I'm telling you, they use macro counting. If you ask them, they all of them use macro counting. And um, the reason be is because it works and it's custom to you and it's based on how food and there's it's science backed of how it interacts with your body. If you're doing another any kind of other diet, you're really playing like Russian roulette with your results. You're like, I'm going to try this. And I'm going to hope it's going to work for me. And that's really what it amounts to um, because you don't you're not accounting for the science part of it, the, the calories and the macros and all that. Um, so the, what I'm trying to say also with that is just because that is used for those types of people does not mean somebody like us moms cannot use it. I have a laid back approach to macro counting and it works and it works for like people that don't want to be stage ready and walk on a stage. You don't have to be perfect with your macros to see great results. You can have a laid back approach to it and have great results. Um, that is what I teach and that's what I do. You, so during while you're doing this food diary, what I'm trying to make a point at is you don't have to measure and weigh out everything to the gram. You don't have to be perfect, especially right now. If you're not even macro counting, um, just guesstimate, just do your best to guesstimate the food and don't get boggled and overwhelmed by trying to get like these perfect measurements and trying to keep this perfect diary. Those are things that we can dial in over time. Okay, we just need to get started and we need to start creating a habit of even just tracking our food. And that comes to the next point is people think that it takes a lot of time to track food and it and or to keep a food diary and oh that's just something extra I have to do. That's just overwhelming. That's just those are stories that you have told yourself. And I want you to ask yourself if you're somebody that has that story, have you ever kept a food diary? And if you say no, then how do you know that story's true? right? You have nothing to back that up. That is just some story you created in your head. And that's what we do when things are hard, things seem hard or change, right? Our brain does not like change. So we will create all these stories about why we can't or shouldn't change. So I want you to become aware of that. Um, and, and, you know, don't let that story keep you from this. That's why I am going to challenge you for one week to keep a food diary. And we'll talk about how to do that in a minute. But it's it will be eye opening eye opening i promise you that there is something that you will see that you weren't seeing before because now you are bringing it into awareness um which is uh really it's really exciting and i like i said i think this is the first step not just to macro counting but to making any healthy changes so let's talk now about how you get started uh, with macro counting I, or not macro counting i'm sorry with keeping a food diary which is also a first step to macro counting um I suggest downloading an app called MyFitnessPal. I've been using it for years. It's what I have people use whenever I'm going to do a consult with them or my clients. It's very easy to use. You can either scan food in 
or you can uh, type in their database the food you're looking for. There's a huge database, so you won't have any problems finding any food. And if you do, you can simply add in, you can read the label on, a, on whatever it is and add it in yourself. It does not take that long. So maybe, I'm trying to think, I could I can track my food in less than 10 minutes a day. And I've been doing it for a long time. I'm trying to think back to when I first started I don't see you taking more than 15 minutes, honestly. I don't even think it takes me five. Actually, I'm probably overshooting when I say 10 minutes. Um, it probably takes me more like five minutes. So I'm thinking 12 to 15 minutes at the most is probably what it's going to take you a day to keep track of your food, um, especially if you're eating a lot of foods that have barcodes, right? Or um, it's like I said, it's really easy. To, the thing that's probably might hold you up the most is trying to weigh everything out. And especially if something's like a casserole dish or a recipe, those can kind of get tricky. Um, if you're trying to track like a recipe for that, what I would do is I would look at how many servings um, you ate. So once you make whatever meal you're making, um, more likely have a recipe, keep track of whatever your cre- uh, whatever the ingredients are in that. And then, you know, what? how many... Re- serving sizes like for example let me I guess that would probably be a good example is it it would be good if I gave you an example um for example I make a pizza casserole so what I do is all the ingredients I just divide it by six because I know that it's six servings when I make that that casserole so I will just write I mean I have the recipe in my fitness pal so I can search it right I, I have put a lot of my recipes in the database to make it easier for my clients and myself to find recipes but what I would do if I didn't have a recipe is I would just, okay, um, chickpea, uh, chickpea pasta, panini. I would look that up. Okay. How much did I use? One sixth of that, right? Uh, okay. The meat, one sixth of that, the sauce, once like everything I would just put, you know, I would just divide it into a sixth of a serving for the total. Okay. It's really easy to do it in there. Um, I hope I'm not making you feel like overwhelmed already but once you look in it, you will see how easy it is to do the serving sizes, how easy it is to find things and to keep up with it. And, you know, just like anything, there's a learning curve. But after doing it so many times, it gets easier, just like anything else. Just don't give up, right? And I don't want you to feel like you have to be perfect. You don't. Like I said, you are an observer for this week. You are observing yourself. There is not no judgment. I want you to take a vow right now that you're not going to judge yourself through this process. You're going to allow yourself to let go. And I want you to hear my voice when you start to judge yourself, which Jessica said, don't judge yourself. Don't judge yourself. But try to track everything you eat, you drink. That also considers condiments, right? Like if you're like me, like ketchup, (laughs) there's certain things you like. You need to track that in. If you're using butter to cook with, you're using oil to cook with, you're putting creamer in your coffee. Try to be as accurate as you can so you can get a very clear picture of what your day looks like. Even like those little picking here and there. That stuff adds up, guys. It really does. And um, like I said, it's this isn't meant to make you feel bad. This is just a learning experience. And what I want to invite you or um, I guess throw this out there is you are, if you commit to this one week, right? Commit to this one week, doing a food diary, 
then and you realize like, you know what, I really want to know what this means, right? I want to know how to look at this. What do I need to change? Where do I go from here? How can I make this my first step to um, a macro counting lifestyle? Then I want to invite you to to get with me and let's set up a nutrition consult so that way we can figure out your custom macros. And not only that is what are those next steps you need to take in creating those healthier habits that are going to get you there, right? So I really focus on helping women to make a lifestyle change. This is in no, you know, six weeks, um, uh, push through and then you stop. Like that's not success. Success is long-term sustainable results. And that's, that's, I really truly feel very strongly about that. So if you are somebody that wants to take me up on that offer, you can email me just at mamasnewstrong.com. You can find me on Facebook. I really suggest if you're not in the macros for a mom Facebook community that you join in there, that would be a great place. And just letting you know, for the month of November, I am doing half off on what I normally charge for my consults. And I'm also doing this because this is holiday season, guys, and we're getting to the point where people just let go. <laughs> it's easy to let go. I want to say statistics say that most people gain about 10 pounds around holiday season. I don't want that for you. And to be honest, if you're somebody that is really trying to get results and you're trying to make this a lifestyle, it doesn't. you need this to be a long all year long thing right it's not oh shit it's March and I better start trying to do something um, because it's about to be shorts and bikini and crop top season like that is not mentally healthy for you either to be in that kind of like yo-yo dieting mindset so if you need help and you want to take it a step further I really challenge you either way, just do the one week food diary, really do it, take it seriously. And if you need help figuring out what all that means, then get with me and we can schedule something. But for now, I'm going to leave you at that and go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in next week's episode and hopefully in the Facebook group. Bye for now. What if you could lose weight and transform your body without cooking yourself separate dinners from your family, without meal replacement shakes, or without cutting out all carbs? Macro counting is a lifestyle that can give you all of that and it's a diet that actually fits into your mom life, not another restrictive diet that you have to work your mom life around. And I've been using macro counting for the past five years to stay fit and stick to my goals as well as help other moms do the same. It can truly be life-changing if you are ready for it. And that is why I put together a free, simple, and quick guide that walks you through five questions that will help you know with clarity if you are ready to start your macro county lifestyle. So go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash get started. That's mamasnewstrong.com forward slash get started or see the link in the show notes. So go and grab this guide so you can find out if you are ready to confidently start your macro county lifestyle today.